Welcome back to the City of Palms podcast, episode 35. We're here with Kevin Rios. Um, how's it going, man? It's going. Yeah, it's going oh, good. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I really yeah, appreciate it. It's cool. Out, no problem. Yeah, I'm excited you came on. Uh, this is long awaited. I know this guy's mad excited. He's been talking about it all week. Because I'm hyped on all the dudes that are on that new project. Oh, it's so, crazy. Yeah. I mean, when I reached out to him, and I said this to every single one of them, I'm surprised I said yes. Like, you know, you can make beats and you think like whatever, make music in my room or whatever, but when you send them to people like, I don't know, and they agree to it, it was just kind of insane for me that they even said yes in the yeah. first place. So, uh, but when we were off the air, you said that you're from around here, but you were born and raised in this area? I was born in Minnesota, but I've been all my years of school down here. I say where you're from is where you went to high school. So I went to Heights, I went to Cypress, I went to Cypress, I went to Edison when it was still Edison. I'm showing my age there. But yeah, I'm a Fort Myers guy through and through. Nice. And then, so were you, um, did music start for you at an early age, like in, in grade school and stuff? Or was it a later later talent that you picked up? Probably like middle school. I had to go into band because AV was full. Um, I played the trumpet, if that's not a huge turn on to women, I don't know what is. Um, but that at least taught me like music theory how to read music, how to understand it. Um, I've played piano for like five years or so. I took guitar lessons as a kid. So music's always kind of been around. It's only until three years ago that I started taking it like really serious. Wow. And what did you get into first in the music aspect as far as taking serious? Production. I knew I wanted to make rap beats, even in like middle school. Like I knew I wanted to do it. Um, Like... Every Mac comes with GarageBand, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd make just like trash stuff on GarageBand. You guys might be too young. There was a game for PlayStation called uh, MTV Music Generator. And like you can make beats on there. So I was messing around with that. And, like, So I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. But like I said, only taking this seriously recently. Hell yeah. Nice. And so you make your own music now too? All of it. Everything's original. I mean, I sample. It's like Kanye or anybody. Yeah. But... No, and I'll do original stuff too. My buddy Darren kind of gets on me for the samples because samples are bitch to clear. Like, yeah, you have to yeah. say you took a Stevie Wonder sample, you got to somehow get a hold of Stevie Wonder's people and say, yeah. I'm going to use your sample. They want X amount of money for it. I don't think any of them are watching now, but like, I use a lot of samples on this new tape going <laughs> on for sure. I see you. And I cleared them all. I didn't. So, how did you. Um, what that, that's I think that's interesting that even at middle school you knew you were going to produce oh, hip hop beats because yeah, usually you think of people wanting to be rappers or whatever. I remember. I mean, I was into like punk and ska, like, but then I remember hearing Beastie Boys yes. on the bus to Cypress Lake Middle and being like, "What's this?" And it was a rap after that. I mean, I, it was just hip hop to the death of me. I'll still listen to rock and stuff like that, but it's just hip hop. Yeah. Through and through. Yeah, I always say Beastie Boys is actually Absolute, got me hooked oh, in hip hop too. It's like, uh, what's the one? License to Ill. License to Ill. That was earlier. What's the one? God, I'm saying I'm this huge fucking Beastie Boys fan. <laughs> the one with Intergalactic Planetary on it. Uh, what is the name of that one? I don't know. Because Paul's Boutique was the one that had Eggman. Gosh, it's like their main one. Whatever. I'm a huge Beast Boys fan. I just yeah. can't think of that. Listener, you can look it up. It's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, ch- definitely check it out if you haven't. For sure. So then, um, so who were some of your inspirations at that time? Besides, other than Beastie Boys and whatnot, when it came to like music production, did you have anyone you were looking at as inspiration? Absolutely. Um, Ninth Wonder and Little Brother, that's a group that Ninth Wonder was in. 
that alone got me into wanting to make beats just hearing the album the listening from little brother i listened to that on a drive to tennessee with my mother i had the headphones on that's when you could get the cd you listen you look at all the lyrics and stuff like that i mean i listened that thing three times over and i was just like i want to do this because of that but then that got me into like jay dilla the roots a ton of people ton of people Mm -hmm. ton of people so then what did you go to uh, college for at Edison? Was that music related? I wish. Um, <laughs> I went and then I always say this. It's really hard to ask a kid at 17, 18, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Yeah. My friend Kyle Woolwine was going for engineering. So I said, I'll go for engineering too. I was trash at math. I'm still trash at math. That's like the number one thing you need to be good at. You know what I mean? So I went for engineering, but I only went there for like a year or two. And I was paying for it myself. So then it just got to a point like I gotta work. Yeah. Like, I can't be doing this, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be some fucking engineer. So I got. It's always I want to go back, but still on still on my list to go back. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Me. So then, what's your your day job now? My day job now is nothing. I actually worked a place. It's a resort on Sanibel. I was a bartender. I actually made it all the way up to banquet captain. It was a pretty lucrative job, but. I just got to the point. You guys watch Gary V. Yeah, yeah. I'm valuing happiness over the almighty dollar at this point. Like, yeah. it was making me a good amount of money. I was doing well by whatever standards doing well is, but I wasn't happy, and I wanted to be happy. All these people I see say like, "Oh, I love my job. They do this for me. My job gives me all this shit." And it's like, why not me? Why can't I go get that? You know what I mean? So, at this point. Music's my job, but that's not netting me much money right now. But I can take it more seriously now. But I'm I'm definitely actively searching. Man, that's cool though. Yeah, because I, I definitely feel you. I've had jobs, restaurant jobs, out on Sanibel too, where I've made great money, and it's just, but it's soul sucking, man. Absolutely. You just, you I get into. I barely drink. I hate drunk people at this point now. <laughs> like, and I can pour drinks anywhere. You know what I mean? But I'm not necessarily trying to. Yeah. It's a skill I can all. I can always be a bartender. But I don't know if I'm necessarily wanting the bartender anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Casey Neistat. Yeah, I, I always like how he said, I forget what interview, but he said he uh, used to be like a dishwasher at some sort of like seafood place. Mm-hmm. And he said, there's nothing that will fuel your passion more than doing a job you oh, freaking absolutely. hate. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I'd be there at least towards the end too, because I actually gave him my two weeks. So I would end in October and then they promoted me. And I was like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll do this. And then I did it for like four days, and I was like, I made a mistake. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life anymore. And like, I don't know, I kind of had to be a person I'm not. I was overseeing like all the weddings and events and stuff like that, and it just it really didn't fit the person I am when I leave work. You know, I could fake it to make it when I'm there, but I was not a fucking banquet captain like, yeah. at all. Yeah. So, um, I really dig your Instagram, like all the, the videos you it. make of you. Like, I just like, you can like see how fun it is for you for sure. as you're like making the beats and like you, uh, what, did you learn how to use that pretty quickly? That, um, the, the equipment that you use nowadays? Yes and no. You can go to YouTube university for anything. Yeah. Um, but trust me, when I took it out of the box, I couldn't even make it make a fucking sound. You know what I mean? <laughs> it takes time to grind, but you mentioned the Instagram. The reason I show myself and stuff like that. A lot of music producers will just put something up to a computer and be like, listen to the beat play, and then just kind of move their thing. Like, it's Instagram. 
you got to be seeing something. So yeah. I want people to see what I'm doing, how I made it, what's going on with mm-hmm. it. So that's Instagram's visual. You know, you can hear something, but people want people want fucking see something. Yeah. But with machine, going back to machine, um, that's actually what Ninth Wonder used. That's what got me into making music. So I knew like I was gonna get machine. And I was going to start making beats like Ninth Wonder, and I was going to be this guy, and I'm, that's still what I'm trying to do, honestly. So was that, when you said you got serious with it three years ago, was that that point? Or was that before? I thought I wanted to just play piano, and you can actually get, they're called workstations, and do everything. That's what Scotch Storch used to make shit on, just like a, a Roland Phantom, and back in the day, like that was it, like the Roland Phantom. So I got something similar, but then I was just like, dude, you want to use machine, just just get machine and just fucking learn it and it wasn't cheap you know everything in music it's a very expensive hobby if you get into it (laughs) um but no i got it and it was a wrap since then that was like two or three years ago what is machine machine is like if you look at my instagram it's just like a box i don't know if you're familiar with an npc that's like what people used to make it stuff on um and it's like a more modern version of that people still use mpcs because it has a more vintage sound but you can do anything with machine like you can do anything with anything you know what i mean like it's just whatever makes you feel creative Mm -hmm. like if doing this makes you feel creative do that you know if doing it on the piano makes you feel creative do that there's no right back then i used to think like man how do i make hip-hop music there's no right or wrong way to make it just fucking make it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like have you heard have you read the Beastie Boys uh, autobiography I leafed through it yeah I was in uh, Barnes and Noble and I was like leafing through it probably longer because I listened to the audio I don't remember what it's called so for anyone listening I I don't remember what the name of the book is but I listened to the audio book and that one's really cool because um, uh, each of them voice the audio book and then uh, they have a lot of like the parts that aren't their narration, it, they get lots of like celebrities. There's lots of comedians. Yeah, I remember them some saying Some hip hop guys yeah, and dope. stuff. And so the, the audiobook's entertaining, but I love hearing their music process and what went into some of the samples that they use and oh, the yeah. sounds that they make. Craziest stuff that they they used to like make certain sounds. Absolutely. In the album. And now when I listen to License to Ill, I like hear the things they reference, and I'm like, oh, he just used like you know this like household object and like made that sound that's that's exactly it you know use what you have i heard a story dr dre was just doing a skit where he was going to be putting a shovel in dirt and they're like let's get a shovel and dirt sound and he said fuck that he poured dirt all over the studio gave everyone a shovel and said record yourself scooping that fucking dirt up and that's what it's going to be like it's just whatever you want to use man there's no wrong way to do it i always uh trip out about the whole production side of things because as like typical listeners you look at like the faces of the labels or whatever yeah. you look at like the rappers and stuff like that but sometimes unless you're you know sometimes you don't think of music producers as, as like the stars or whatever sure. but there you know there's tons of people who are like geniuses you know what i mean and are there people i just want to know from your perspective like people you look towards like dr dre who are like legends in the game people that you see as like absolute geniuses with music production definitely ninth wonder um mike dean is an engineer producer and he's done every single kanye west album he does every single travis scott thing um there's definitely always some dorky dude in the background who's mixing and tweaking all the stuff yeah uh boy wanda he's he's legit with that like Jay Dilla, but no one in particular. I try to take pieces of everything and yeah, just kind of, of bring it all together. Hell yeah. 
Was this your first, um, this project that's coming up, we'll talk like in depth about it later, sure, but sure. Is, is this the first major collaborative project Absolutely. you've done with people? Absolutely. This is the first anything I've done, and really? it turned into this big fucking thing. Like, I'm so new to this, like, I would go to these events, and I knew I wanted to be in this hip-hop community around here. Mm-hmm. I'd go to these events by myself. There's no dorkier dude who's in a place by himself trying to make friends and introduce himself. Like, that was tough. You know, I'd have to pound a couple of beers and, like, start to talk to people. But then you get to know people, and I got to know these guys, and then I send them the beats, and they're like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Um, I do have a buddy, Christian. We were talking about Angela earlier. Christian DeLay. I mean, we probably don't have enough time to go how important he is to my music career, but... We met a long time ago. It's actually me and him that's on the album cover in second grade. Oh, really? Like, we are like, you can take a look at it later, but that's like, that's crazy. How that happened there, he was always the kind of person who we'd be like, you see somebody at a party, you're buddies, you're not like besties, but you talk, you know what I mean? So our paths went like this, but then he saw me making these trash beats on Facebook my aunt from Minnesota would like it and maybe my girlfriend and then he just sent me a message like if you want to start doing real music come over and it's been a wrap ever since like after I went to his place and saw how it's really done it just it just blew my mind how long ago was that? probably two years ago wow man and he went to school for that Um, he was actually one of the head engineers at Six Finger Studio where Angela used to work I mean, we'd go to that studio until 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, have guys come through, Latney, shout out Latney, Cannon, Darren. Darren's been super helpful in my career, too. Um, yeah, and we just do that, and, like, you never stop learning. There's always, like, making beats and mixing beats are two totally different worlds. It's apples and oranges. Like, I'm a beat maker. When it comes to mixing beats, it's, like, it's a whole different world. It's totally different verbiage. It's totally different everything like you can you need... explain that a little bit because i'm someone who i understand the process of like recording like the beats mixing mm-hmm. and mastering and stuff like that but i don't really know exactly like what that means as far as like in the studio i almost don't even know as well too but from what my terrible lack of knowledge is like i can give christian a beat and it'll just be rough mm-hmm. and in his words not mine he'll polish the diamond like they put all these limiters on it and compressors. They can see where a bass frequency needs to be and alter it accordingly. They can see where the highs need to be and alter it accordingly. The voice needs to, like, all sounds have a home. They need to sit in a certain spot. And like I said, it's just a whole different ballgame. Like, it's nuts. Man, so then what's your typical process when you are making beats other than just, like, messing around and, like, when stuff starts? Do you have, like, a kind of, like, calculated process? Kind of. I have a bunch of samples on YouTube that I've just collected over the years. I usually start with a sample. Um, but then the game's deep, man. You can buy these like sample packs where you pay for someone who already kind of made some samples for you. And then you just add drums and mm-hmm. lather, rinse, repeat. My process is just pick something that I think sounds good at the beginning and then just start fucking with it. You know, add drums. I always usually add drums like last. I like to get the sample out first. And some people do it the complete opposite. Some people do drums first and put the sample in later. It's like I was saying, there's no right wrong way to do it. It's just whatever way makes you comfortable. 
And so with that, with that machine is the way I've never like seen anything. I've never yeah. like used anything like that. Is the way it works because I see you like hitting buttons mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And is the way it works is like you program certain yeah. Uh, you sounds put all in the it. stuff into that. You'll put the drum sounds into it. Kick, snare, clap, crash. Mm-hmm. I'll have the samples on a different uh, pad. So then I'll have my beats on one, the samples on one, usually bass on another. I this is a trick Christian taught me. I always like to throw an acapella from YouTube on it. Because a lot of times people can't hear what you're hearing. So then I'll just put BPM is just the beats per minute, how fast or slow a beat is. And then I'll just type 90 BPM. And then a fucking whole list of people come up. Notorious B.I.G. usually sounds good on everything. So I use him a lot. <laughs> nice. um, and then I just I go from there. Hmm. Uh, man. Um, that's so interesting. So for your computer, like, uh, are you still using GarageBand on your computer? No, I... A machine comes with its own software, but in Christian's words, not mine, machine is good for what it is, but it's middle school compared to like a Pro Tools or FL Studio, which would be considered like college or Harvard, like Pro Tools is like up here. I'd say 80% of the people use FL Studio, Mm -hmm. then Logic, then Pro Tools, and then machine just... There's a very small niche group of people that use machine. And that's in the industry, 80% yeah. of like... Absolutely, in the absolutely. You'll see all these guys um, on Instagram and it's all FL Studio. Any tips, if you type production tips, it's always FL Studio. Sometimes Pro Tools, sometimes Logic, because Logic is just for Mac. You can only use it on Mac and a lot of people have Mac, but... I need to start getting into more stuff because if I need to mix, machines trash for mixing. I give mm. Christian all my stuff and he mixes it in FL Studio and Pro Tools. You know what I mean? Mm. So what is? Do you know what fr- Fruit Loop, Fruity Loops? Yeah, that's is? what FL Studio is. It was. It started out as Fruity Loops, and then it evolved to FL Studio. Uh, Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, me either. Wow. Hmm. Man, we could jump uh, away from music, but uh, let's take a. Uh, break first okay all right we're gonna take a quick break enjoy the ads in the meantime we'll be right back with kevin rios we might jump away from music a little bit stay tuned i'm sitting here with heather graves and Corey graves of into the graves productions and on november 9th they have a big event coming up punks giving and i just wanted you all to hear from them what they've got going on what's what's happening so november 9th at rackham's we are gonna have punks giving and it's gonna be a punk show and a food drive and we're going to have the Monsters from Outer Space, Kindly Shut Up, Offset Era, Butch Queen and the Bad Habits, Diphalia, and Warm Like Winter. Woo. And the Camaros. And the Camaros. They Hell just yeah. got added on. And then it's a raffle type deal? Where, um, how's that work? Yeah, so we're going to have a food drive. So if people bring three cans, they get a raffle ticket, and then they can win a prize. And then the food is going to get donated to Cape Vineyard, which is like right next to Rackham's. They feed the homeless. So we wanted to donate to someone that actually, you know, did something really good. So I'm happy about it. Me too. (laughs) Hell yeah. So November 9th, be there or be square. 8 p.m. is when it starts and it's going to go all night and it's going to be a grand old time. I'll be there. They'll be there. Two, uh, Two stages and a food truck too. Yeah. Two stages, food truck, booze. Hell yeah. Is the food truck picked out yet? Yes. Yeah, it's called the Hunger Station. I haven't had it yet, but I think it'll be pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's food. Yeah. And yeah. there's a bunch of booze. Yeah. And a bunch of crazy yeah. shenanigans two, all night. Two full liquor bars. 
and some great bands. Yeah. And for a good cause. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like all punk music, so I'm really excited about having people come from out of town, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because uh, one of the bands is coming all the way from South Carolina. Really? Yeah. Which one is that? Uh, the Monsters, Monsters from, Outer, from Space. Outer Space. Wow. Yeah, and like Warm Like Winters coming from Orlando, and Butch Queen and the Bad Habits, they're from Orlando. I don't think so. I think they're from Tampa. They might be from Orlando. I don't know. Yeah, they're coming in, though. They're from out of town. They're driving in. Gathering in Cape Coral. And November 9th is my birthday, so if you want to come say hi to me and see my smiling face, be there. Buy drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Get him drinks. Get this guy a drink. We want this guy really drunk by the end of the night. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, Pungusgiving 2019. Is there anything else you guys want to add? Um, not really. Just come. It's a free show. Yeah. You know, there's come no excuse fun. to not come. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah. See you all there. Hey, everyone. So Kevin mentioned uh, the name Darren earlier in the episode, and he wanted to take a second and just officially shout out Darren Godden for uh, being a huge influence on his Heights project. He says that Darren was super helpful in music production, in his learning music production, and in the legal side of things producing this project. So he wanted to officially shout out Darren Godden. We are back. I hope you enjoyed those, those ads. Um, aside from music, you said you're you were a skateboarder too. I wouldn't call myself a skateboarder, but I was definitely into skateboarding at least from like elementary to high school. Probably when I started having sex with girls is when I stopped skateboarding. <laughs> but I love it. Like I told you before, I watch more skate videos than I do music videos. It gets me so like fucking hyped. Like I've drained my phone some nights just literally just like watching like thrasher videos like all night long i don't know why it just gets me so fucking hype it's so hard to do it's so impressive like, yeah it's it's like it's like art it's like it's exactly. crazy it's like what these people can do on a board is like fucking magic yeah, uh, yeah. are you so are you pretty uh you like kind of keep up to date with all things oh, skateboarding absolutely. what absolutely. are what are some of your favorite skate videos of all time i'm curious um what's the one the birdhouse video where they blow up the shit in the back and it was like this big it was spike jones who did it that's a big one for me um, um the zero video that was kind of crazy um i don't know the names of them like off bat gosh what are the other i ones? think uh i think you're talking about fully flared it could be uh because but yeah spike jones did that and they had the whole intro where it was all slow motion and then things blowing and then, up like, in yes, the background i saw something about how they made that on vice and it was like yes. fucking crazy like the, they said it was way bigger then they told the skaters it was gonna be and then they're like dude that was like fucking sketchy. like the the one clip where mike mo capaldi does a switch flip down like a 13 stair or something and it blows up behind yeah. him he had to, they had one take yeah. you know like once That's he landed it, it they, they had to it. click the thing and i guess they clicked it a little sooner than the yeah it was way bigger than they thought so it like that he could like yeah. feel it burn in the back of his head you can even see in the video he's like yeah yeah that that Crazy. was the that girl the girl video that was awesome dude that, that's one of my favorites is that eric costin that's his mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah is that not a lakai video uh oh yeah it was lakai i think it was just a lakai video you're right it was just lakai sorry sorry listener and then <laughs> um like viceland has this show epically latered yeah, those are genius. Every epically later. Like, yeah. Chad Muska was my guy. Back in the day, it was all Muska. Yeah. You couldn't tell me nothing. You, mm-hmm. It's fucking Chad Muska. That was my guy. Hell yeah. Have you seen um, Pretty Sweet? Uh-uh. Because that's one that's another, like, revolutionary video. Because it's, uh, I think, no, that one, I don't know if Spike Jones was involved. But uh, 
uh, it was a similar similar production to mm-hmm. Fully Flared. So they had a lot of like special effects type stuff. It's dope. Lot... Like what they do. It's yeah. Cool and nowadays it. people were getting cameos with like celebrities. Like Jack Black was in a little skit in Pretty Sweet. And also uh, the, the Birdhouse video that just came out. I think it's called um, Saturdays or something. Like, is that what the one it was called? I think so, yeah. And each pro had each intro to the pros parts they had a cameo with a celebrity so like eric andre was in it oh, and okay. uh he's funny uh joe dirt was the intro for someone else and like they had all these celebrities that's and it's awesome. it really cool that like tony hawk has those connections that, to like awesome. make the video yeah, that yeah, way yeah, you I know what i mean love, i love all that shit yeah and thrasher too like any thrasher oh, video. Yeah, just today sure. i watched the halloween uh hell bomb where they just do a downhill contest where they put like it's just carnage, dude. They just put like kicker ramps and then going over cars. Was they that put... this year? Did you watch this year's? Yeah, with the dude yeah. dressed up Keenan Dern. Keenan Dern. He got famous off that, bro. So famous off that. I think he's from Orlando too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The, the what is it? The Derns. Mm-hmm. The Derns. Yeah, Dalton and. And Alyssa Steamer was from here. Fort yeah. Like, he glued, I'm talking, he glowed up off that. Dressing as a Joker and slamming like that. Yeah. When I followed Keenan, he had like. 3,000 on Instagram. Now he's got like 20-something K. And he oh, really? Like, yeah, I didn't know that. This all good happened from that yeah. Halloween hill bomb. That yeah, I saw some happened. stuff went viral. I saw it. was it, crazy. Because that was a good costume. He looked like the Joker yeah. stared up. <laughs> yeah, and he took a gnarly slam. But he, I think he won, though, too. That's why. The 180 over the car long yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah, he won. Yeah, it takes a lot of guts like to look at, like you said, a 13 stare and just fucking like bomb that. Like That's crazy, Dude, bro. yeah. Just um, even looking at that and without a skateboard, just say... Run and jump down that. Yeah, you know I mean? let alone like doing a flip trick down it. We're it like just ollieing down yeah. something is one thing, but like having the coordination to like it flip it, sauce. catch it, and land it. Yeah, um, I don't, ha- I haven't told like the public or anything yet, but I actually tore my ACL the other day. And just recently? Yeah, yeah. So you don't have anything on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it felt really good, but I I like so I hurt my knee two years ago and tore. Um, quite a few ligaments in my knee and I, I've healed since then and then I fell the other day off of a roof and whatever and um skating skating yeah I was, yeah. I was jumping off the roof but um <laughs> videos are on sounds Facebook. like something that would happen in San Carlos Park yeah <laughs> I, I was actually at Edison FSW oh, really? yeah there's a there's a, a roof gap where you can drop in the roof and then it goes flat and then goes like eight feet down and I tried to drop in and then go flat and ollie over the fence and whatever and I just went way too fast and just like got pitched and then landed on my legs weird. And, I hope uh, no one's from Edison's watching right now. Oh yeah, we we were yeah we were <laughs> we we signed paperwork. We're somewhere in Orlando. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I just met with the doctor the other day and he told me because I'm feeling so good like my my range of motion is pretty much back and like it's, I was thinking like okay maybe I just shook up my knee a little bit but I just got the MRI and the dude said that. Do you need to totally, get like, surgery? Yeah, wow. yeah, it's totally torn. So I was thinking like couple months of physical therapy and i was gonna start skating but now it's That's probably like gonna be six like six months a yeah, year. yeah it's gonna be like eight eight six six months to a year yeah you're on the mend you're on the disabled yeah and, and yeah i've had people saying like i've had people saying like just kyle the other day he was like oh well no dude you'll come back and you'll be like the best tech skater ever and i'm like no i'm gonna land that roof gap and <laughs> Were yeah, you filming crazy. when you did that? Yeah, we've got like four angles of it. I'll like show you after. You need the... to do that, like when you get better, and then like fucking nail it. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. There's there's a handful of stuff that I know I'm still gonna do. I, I don't count me out yet, y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's skateboarding. You know what I mean? Like minor yeah. setback, major comeback. Exactly right. Yeah, in one year, I'll be I'll be freaking back, dude. Yeah, that's true. So do you watch the the Nine Club or anything? Do you listen? Oh, it's like a. You'd love it. They're bi- yeah, they're bi- they're like bio for their show is the show that has skateboarders talking, and it's a, yeah, it's like Chris Roberts, uh, Kelly Hart, and Roger Bagley, who was like a 
famous filmer for skating. They all do like this podcast YouTube thing and they get all these skaters on and talk about it. And they, they have like an, another thing called Nine Club Experience. It's, it's badass That's for dope. skating. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely check that out. It's all just basically famous skateboarders like shooting the shit and like yeah. talking. Man. I really only listen to talk radio anyway, so yeah. it's perfect. It's uh, really yeah. nice to watch while you're, while you're in the car. Like right listen on. to it while you're in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I listen to it at work all the time too. And then uh, King of the Road, you said you were King on of the Road, I've yes. definitely seen every King of the Road. Oh, yeah. And then even the ones that weren't on Vice, I went back and I like found them on YouTube and I watched yeah. them. It was even more gnarly like back then. Do you remember yeah. the one we had on DVD the, yeah. uh, where Zero won it? Mm-hmm. That was gnarly. That was a crazy one, yeah. I didn't love the last one, but the two before that were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I heard that they're not, I heard that Viceland's not doing it anymore. Really? Yeah. And I'm sure I think... it's a huge like fucking like insurance thing yeah. Yeah. yeah i heard rumors that um thrashers trying to do it like on their own or something like that which i'm sure they won't stop it they will so it out wherever it goes yeah they'll, they'll find, find a, a network for it but i guess yeah. viceland's not doing it anymore that's a bummer yeah yeah i'll find it wherever it goes i'll definitely get yeah, it Yeah, for sure yeah but into more um into more recent stuff dude actually yeah i'll talk about this before we get into the ghost stories but um you told us off the air but you can just like explain the current project that you have going on that you have releasing at rock for equality on the 8th um how did that how did that start that project that started because these beats are all like my first beats oh really and i was like well i don't just want them to exist on a hard drive that never sees the light of day so i got like maybe 14 beats that i thought were serviceable i never think my stuff's good ever even the stuff that's good i'm like this is trash um, and I started shopping them. I'd go, I kind of knew Ronan a little bit, and I'd be like, You want this? And I'm like, Fuck yeah, I want that. And I just asked all these guys, and the majority of them said yes. And it just started from there, just because I didn't want my beats to go unheard. I didn't really want to make a beat tape. Um, and I just wanted rappers on my shit. I mean, that was the end result. Like, I always wanted to have rappers on my stuff. Hell yeah. So then, uh, so this is the first collaborative project you've done. Is th- so is that a big goal of yours? It's from now on, like, because there's a lot of dudes around here that I'm already rolling around in my head that I'm like, dude, because I'm just because you the people you named who are on it uh-huh. this project are heavy hitters, and there's like, you know, dozens more around here Absolutely. that I'm just thinking like thinking of the future projects gets me excited. Is there is there anyone that you have in mind? You not don't have you anyone don't have to say. in particular. Everyone, honestly, yeah. I want to work with everyone. There's not one mm-hmm. person like I'm not fucking with these people. I'm not fucking. Like, yeah that's why there's so many people on this like the music scene around here is kind of clicky but yeah. that's just like life in general yeah you know and that's not a problem but you could even say like our stuff is kind of clicky but no i just want to work with everybody have you heard of xnvix i love those guys do you know if they have someone who makes their beats or i don't know how i want to interview them but i don't know how they I go about their beats that they get it from other people i don't know if it's one particular person i actually sent a couple beats to them because flat top assassin that's just his ig name yeah um like i said going to these places alone i met him and he's super nice with me all the time i actually did a facebook post because they are just releasing a video now for burna Um, oh no way so i even did a post like i used to go to these guys show and geek out and in a fucking week i'm gonna be on the same stage as these guys and life's a fucking trip dude are you going to Rock for Equality? You better. Sure. Dude, go. it's going to be an uh, event, yeah. let me tell you, dude. Uh, they might even be at capacity. 
You know right. what I mean? Like, there's gonna be people outside. I don't know. Yeah, because it's at Palace. I don't know how. It's at both Nice Guys and Palace. So they're gonna be oh, doing. Oh my god. That's what I'm saying. It's like Warp Tour because yeah, yeah like Stage A, Dude. And Stage B. Oh, I'm gonna, gonna be running around back. everywhere. That's what I'm saying. So I'm gonna try to be there all day. I'm gonna try to catch every act. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna be. So... Dude, I almost don't even want to. Oh my gosh, because I'm gonna vend. I'm gonna be an art vendor, so I'm gonna be stationed somewhere. Mm. I might have someone come with me and just watch my booth. Because you're in the palace at the time. Yeah, at because I'm gonna need sure. to. Because I I'm gonna see all of those dudes, and then there's bands performing. I'm sure it's yeah. a nice guys where they're performing. I, I'm gonna have to run over there because it's I everything. gotta see them. I think Cobras is the headliner, and that's who's like going on right after us. But Angela gave us like a money slot. Like we're ten thirty. I think we're like right before the opener. Yeah. And the people you have on that project are have have really like strong community around here, so it's oh, gonna absolutely. be a really good show. I'm geek. Like I was telling you, this is all new for me. Yeah. So this is gonna be my first album, my first show, mm-hmm. my first time for real DJing. It's a lot of firsts going on. Yes, dude. And it it hypes me up because I know a lot of the dudes around here that are ill. They have different ways they go about getting their beats, whether it's like mm-hmm. off the internet or whatever, like however they get their beats, but. Uh, I always say that this is a place where if you want something done like creatively, mm-hmm. there's someone here Absolutely. who's like doing it, and that's why the Marlavachi is a producer mm-hmm. in Cape Coral that we love because he like the beats he produces are you know it makes it all in house. You know what I mean? He's probably one of the dopest around. I don't know him personally. I've actually seen him at events. I was like, oh, that's Marlavachi. You should go fucking talk to that guy. Um, he's dope. Ryan Laser's dope. I'm gonna forget all the people. So so many people are dope. Like, yeah, yeah. That dude Cappy like won like a fucking yes. Latin Grammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, what's the place facility mm-hmm. that they run up there? Yeah. Um, everyone's just dope. I don't even think anyone's trash. Like, yeah, exactly. Everyone's like yeah. fucking good. At what and they're they all do. like, they, there's so many good people around here Absolutely. too that like are about collaboration, not Absolutely. competition. Have I'm you, definitely not. Yeah. Have you talked uh, to Eddie Rock at all by chance? He's liked a couple of my tweets, but we haven't like talked yeah because it's like you said it's so many people it's a lot mm-hmm. and he's i've seen him perform like two three times he's amazing um and he produces too right i think so hey eddie i'm here <laughs> hey everyone dude, let, everyone uh, yeah, yeah because just thinking like in the like i said like this is just one project with a handful of ill dudes yeah. and there's so many others so like the, the potential for growth I know awesome. me and Ronan want to get a project out, maybe just four or five songs kind of shit. Because it's always, it started with like two, and he's like, oh, what about that? What mm-hmm. about that? What about that? So we got something going on. I want to do something with, with everybody. Have, have you thought about selling beats or do you sell beats? There's a website called Beat Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually where like Old Town Road came from. No, that was from a 19 year old producer who sent that samples from a nine inch nail song. No way. He sampled a Nine Inch Nail song. He put that on Beat Stars, and now his life's changed. They, he, you can, I won't get into the dirty details. Um, Will Miles X found that beat, probably bought it for fifty bucks, and now the dude's going down in history. So, I don't sell beats on Beat Stars personally. I tried, but it's hard to kind of break in. Um, and like I was saying, people say like, "Oh, well, your stuff's so old school. Like you need to make like a Drake type beat." Type beats. They're called type beats. Yeah. You, make, you need to make type beats, and it's like, I want to make what I like. I don't yeah. want to yeah. force it. I don't mm-hmm. want to. And I could make those beats, given time, but I want to make what I like. Yeah. yeah right. It's like art. Like, if, if um, you know, sometimes with painting, with commissions, sometimes I'm just not really hyped on it because I know, like, yeah, it's going to sell, or, like, some things that sell really well. I don't want to just keep painting that stuff just because exactly. it's going to make me money. It's the same with the type beats. Like, yeah, it might be trendy or, like, might sell well because people are into that, but, like, 
you as an artist, you want to sit down and Absolutely. make beats that like get you going. You know, if I'm not I mean? feeling it, and exactly. you work on a beat for two hours, and you're like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, there's my check. I think, and... Yeah, exactly. So, my goal was never to make money. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that shows like in my work. But if money comes, great. But I've never really been about the almighty dollar when it comes to music. I just always wanted to make music. Yeah. And you're succeeding, dude. Because I, like, we'll see. I'm hyped, and I'm sure everyone's gonna love that show, dude. But, yeah. um, but, other than that, we I did mention to you before that we do a ghost story yes. segment where we ask if you have any crazy stories or anything like that. Do you, you also have, said aliens. Yes, any okay. any any that any anything in that realm. Do you have anything you want to share? I was thinking about it. Nothing too paranormal. I got two. I was riding in a car with my friend Sean Bishop who has since passed, R.I.P., love you, buddy. Um, we were coming back from Gainesville, and I asked him this same question, like, have you ever had anything weird happen to you? He got so fucking weird. He was just like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, what, dude? It's just you and me. Like, what's going on? I don't want to talk about it. So, I mean, I believe in that stuff. Nothing's really happened to me, per se, but to say that stuff's not out there is just ignorant. Yeah. But one time, me and my mom were in Iona Road. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. Um driving down and we saw this huge fucking triangle in the sky and i'm talking this one no blimp this one no plane it was just staying stationary and then we're like what is this what is this we drove past and it just stayed there it sat there then a year or two later like i'm looking online or something and it said floating triangles sightings like everywhere so i was like i saw that fucking triangle me and my mom you could ask her what so that's really the only thing. I saw some satellites that I was pretty convinced were UFOs, but upon further review, probably just a satellite. But <laughs> no, nothing, nothing too crazy that I can think of. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm the same way. Where like I, I believe in stuff like that, but nothing crazy has ever really happened to me. So I, I yeah. don't like have any, you know, because we, we've discovered through this that it seems like there's people who it happens to them all the time like the oh, yeah. ghost type stuff where like they're always like seeing stuff and like stuff happening to them or it's just never happened to them and I'm one of those people who really, yeah, never really happened to me people on like ghost hunters that nothing's fucking yeah. happening but then it, that doesn't make me comfortable to be like oh that means no, oh hell real. no you know, I wouldn't like, go in a mirror and say bloody Mary five times you know, <laughs> right. you know what I mean like I'm not fucking around with that just shit just in case hell no hell no <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, dude. You got any anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it up? Um, no. I mean, is there anything you wanted to add? Uh, we were talking about the album. Album November 8th is going to be on every streaming platform. The show, everybody come out, even if I ain't seen you for 10 years, even if I don't know you. It's yeah, going to be dude. fucking dope. Mm-hmm. It's going to yeah, be so be cool. Sick. And if you typically, uh, if you're a listener, uh, you probably are in the scene in some sense, but if you're listening to this and you haven't been to any shows or anything like you don't know anyone we've talked about and you have the day available this, this is the is day the because there's to. heavy like people from all genres are going to be and not even killing. just our tape like just the lineup mm-hmm. itself is nuts i always wanted to play at the palace like that was always a goal of mine playing at the palace and like dude it's going to be nuts yeah, yeah. as the kids say it's going to be a movie <laughs> hell yeah and that's uh so the, the what's the name of the project it's called heights it's the school that we went to the elementary school where me and christian met and it's just like a double entendre like we're gonna go on to all kinds of new heights after this and then you told me the line uh, you told me everyone on the uh on the project but you want to tell the listeners i'm gonna try to go in order okay lie muhammad 
Latin, Lutz, Ideal Minded, Ronan Earth Clan, Andre de Saint, Cool Kid Cannon, and all of them are bar spitters. Like yes. I didn't ask anybody lame to be on this album. Like all these guys are heavy hitters. Big yeah. Time. So if you're a fan of bars, big time. Listen to the album and come hear them perform it. You said Andre de Saint's the only one that can't perform. He can't. He can't make it. Scheduling conflict. I wish he could. No hard feelings. We already talked it out. He's cool. But that, with that's it. crazy that all six of everyone else is going to be there. That's yeah, going to be a cool show. It's it's crazy. So uh, rock for equality, brought on by Love Your Rebellion. It's going to be nice guys. There's going to be performances. Palace. And Palace. Yeah. So come to Cape Coral, November eighth. It's going to be freaking awesome. Um, do you have anything else you want to shout out no, in so general? I just appreciate you guys yeah. having me, reaching in, out. Your yeah. Instagram is 239 underscore Rios. Rios underscore 239. I always get that That's all right. <laughs> but yeah, he does cool Instagram videos. So if, you, um, if you're interested in the uh, uh, production side of things and, and whatever, he has cool videos where he shows kind of uh, his little... Uh, and cute pictures of my dog. And cute pictures of your dog. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, you want to tell them how they can find us, Danny? Yeah, you can find us at City of Palms Podcast on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Soon to be Twitter. We got to get on that fucking God, Twitter life, dude. Yeah, we really do. Um, yeah, YouTube and yeah, all, all your you know podcast streaming services. Uh, we got new episodes every Monday, and we got a lot of things planned. I know I feel like we always say that, but it's coming. Some dude. big things Boiling coming point. soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's facts. All right. Well, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week.